Time again for another awesome week of podcast fun. Glenner here. I hope you like the show. Coming up, a good one. We're going to talk about movies for millennials. I've got my stand-up where I talk about hunting in Alaska. We got a foodie roundup, an educational moment, yes or BS with the mayor, and special guest John Button, bass player for The Who, and former Fairbankson. All coming up this week on the show. Enjoy. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Summer solstice weekend in Alaska. Of course, the midnight sun, that's where we just, we don't know, you don't know what time it is. You don't know what day it is. For those of you from uh, the rest of the world, uh, summer solstice means something different for those of us up this far north here, Sweden as well, where they uh, celebrate midsummer. But they do it a little, you know, because it's just, uh, you know, hot blonde chicks wearing flowers and white flowy robes. It's pretty awesome. And everybody's drunk and having sex. So they do it better than we do in Sweden. Oh, everybody's fucking like rabbits in every little bush and cranny. It's very awesome. Here, not so much. You know, we, I mean, we have other things that usually happen, you know, street fairs and races and but celebrating the midnight sun itself is always a bit different here. And there's a lot of things of just summer in general folks don't know all that much about. So I thought now would be a good time to educate you with an educational moment. 95.9 presents an X-Rock Morning Show educational moment. Okay. Some things you may not have known about summer. For instance, the Eiffel Tower is actually bigger in the summer than it is in the winter due to heat contracting and expanding. So basically, the Eiffel Tower is a, a dude. Summer is when the biggest movies of the year come out. Oh, and Medea films. Summer lasts three months. Much like the Avengers Endgame. Ugh, it was a long movie. Oh, by the way, in the summer, the sun is close enough to see that you probably should not be wearing that bikini in public. Karen. Dog Days of Summer refers to the months when white people start to look like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Believe it or not, also, men are more likely to cheat during the summer months, mainly because NBA players have so much free time. Kind of spikes up the numbers. Summer is when men finally decide that cooking is for dudes. If you're a basic white chick, you're legally required to refer to summer as white claw season. July is named after Julius Caesar, who conquered much of the world with his hot and ready-to-go-order pizzas. Pizza pizzas. Yeah, that giant multi-person float thing with the drink holders and built-in cooler you spent 400 bucks on. Yeah, that's going to have a slow leak by July 2nd, would be my guess. Also, Summer Solstice will be the name for Kim Kardashian's next daughter. And finally... 65% of the movies that come out during the summer months either star The Rock, Will Smith, or a straight white man in a cape. That's your educational moment.
from the farthest North Rock station in the world. It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. 95.9 X Rock Radio from the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska. So good to have you here. Uh, live, of course, as usual, we always have uh, some great segments, some wonderful guests every week. And I always like to do a segment, uh, Fairbanks and Doing Good, Those Who Have Escaped. And uh, one of them is with us on the phone right now, Mr. John Button. John, of course, grew up playing music around Fairbanks forever and uh, playing in bands and playing clubs and going off and doing some other stuff. Now he plays with a little band called The Who uh, as their bass player, which is just insane to me. I can't even wrap my brain around it. A former Fairbanks and always a Fairbanks, and I shouldn't even say former John Button. John, how are you, man? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. This, this is wonderful. Now, we were going to get uh, together earlier in the uh, winter. I called you, I think it was in February. I said, hey, uh, you guys are getting ready to do some shows. Let's uh, let's get together. Let's do some things. And then, of course, everything. That That's exactly when the shit hit the fan, I do believe. Boy, did it ever. Oh, Boy, my did it ever. God, what the hell? So... With that said, we finally got you on, and I know you've been uh, in and out touring with The Who. It's been usually kind of shorter bursts, isn't it? It is, which is fine with me. Yeah. yeah. They do, we, we tend to go out for like three weeks and then be off for a couple of weeks and go out for another three weeks. It's great. Now, I mean, you took over. You had some, I got to say, big shoes to fill. You think? Big hooves. Oh, my to be, God. To be very accurate. Uh, John Entwistle, of course, who sadly passed away in Vegas years ago, wasn't it? Was that where? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and he went out with a bang. Yeah, he did. Speak. Yeah. Yeah, he did. How long before between that did you get the call from the who, from the guys? And who called you? Pardon the Quite pun. a while. So, uh, yeah, a guy named Pino Palladino uh, immediately took over after Entwistle passed away. Pino had played with uh, some of Pete Townsend's solo project so he did it for boy like 16 17 years something like that and then he took off to do some other stuff meanwhile i had been playing with roger daltrey's solo project i've been touring with him as a solo artist for like 10 years oh okay Uh, yeah so all right so that's how when when pino paladino left the who roger daltrey was like hey my guy that's been playing with me for 10 years he he's a nice guy and he's an okay bass player what do you think about pulling him in so they called me up and said, you know, would you be interested in playing with the Who? I, I love uh, how you said that, John. And, oh, and he's an okay bass, but that's not what he said. Shut up. Give yourself a little credit. I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Roger Daltrey go, yeah, hey, Pete, I got this guy. Yeah, he's okay. I guess he could play with us. I mean, don't downplay it. You're playing the bass for the Who, for Christ's sake. My God, Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous, right? Act like uh, I still can't wrap my head around it, <laughs> to be now, perfectly honest. Obviously, much easier to tour with the Who now than it was in, say, like 1968. That would have been difficult yeah, to you, keep up with. Yes, indeed. And On a number of levels. I think we all see Pete Townsend as this kind of recluse kind of guy, quiet behind. But is there something we don't know? Give us something we don't know about, like, oh, he and Roger. Because these guys are legends to all of us, uh, uh, including right. yourself, obviously. One thing that just jumps to mind about Roger is just he's the nicest, most down-to-earth guy on the planet. He's so cool. Uh, he and I get along great. Um, he's just a real sweetheart and Pete, Pete's a complicated guy. He could be a real sweetheart, but he's also, eh, he's a little moody sometimes. And he's also a, just a genius. I mean, I don't think that's any, any surprise to anyone, but like, you can just see it in his eyes. Like all the gears are turning all the time. Like he's just a brilliant genius person, you know? 
obviously the the nights are quieter. You don't have the wildness afterwards. It's got to be a lot more relaxing with the guys. Uh, it's very cushy. <laughs> have you guys been in contact since everything, or since all the madness? Are you guys looking at planning anything later down the line, or or are you recording with them? Not recording with them at the moment. Uh, yeah, we've been in touch a little bit, just sort of like, hey, you know, let's see what happens. I was just on email with Roger a few days ago, and he, you know, he was like, as soon as we can get back to it, we're getting back to it. But we were supposed to be touring the UK uh, in March, um, and they rescheduled those dates for about the same time next year, so March 2021. Yeah, and that's all you can do now is is book it and then hopefully, you know, pull out if need be, but book it now so you can at least get plans going. Talking again with John Button, bass player for The Who, former Fairbanks and growing up. Tell us about your childhood here a little bit, how you got into music maybe real quick before we go. I grew up in a musical family. I'm the youngest of five kids. All my siblings were great musicians um, and very influential on me. And I, I was a product of the... Uh, music in the schools program, which was really, st- fortunately, very strong in Fairbanks. I started orchestra in like third grade and played in jazz band in seventh grade through high school. And then also all the summer music camps. There's the uh, summer arts festival. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. All that stuff helped me out so much. Um, and then uh, I used to play in a there. Was, we had a band of a bunch of high school kids called law and we used to play around and do gigs and play at the pump house and uh stuff like that so uh, you, yeah it was you a great played, uh you played with our uh mayor jim matherly a time or two didn't you oh more than a time or two oh yeah we did all kinds of stuff together for sure yeah yeah and he, he still he still has the, the drums he still pulls them out and beats them every once in a while you know he's got another little side gig going on so yeah <laughs> exactly so we had great times we played together a lot Wow. Wonderful. John Button, uh, we could sit and talk uh, forever, but let's do it for a second interview a little bit later on. Hopefully we'll be talking about maybe uh, your tour coming up. That would be fantastic. Or maybe when I'm on tour, we, I can call in from the road. That would be wonderful. Oh my God. I'm so there. And, and that's one hoping. of the bands. That's one of the bands on my bucket list. I finally saw the Stones, but I need to see the Who live. So when that starts up, I'm going to fly and go see a show wherever it is. I'm going. I'm there. I can't wait. So. Give me a call. All right, John, that's John Button. Bass player for the Who, Fairbanks man, and uh, just great to great to talk to you. Proud of you. Have a great time. Chill out and uh, stay safe by all means. Thanks so much. Hi to everybody up in Fairbanks. I miss everyone. There you go, John Button. Thanks, buddy. Well, things slowly starting to open back up here, particularly here in Alaska, where things are you know a little different than elsewhere. And we got some uh, movies, I think, opening up. I'm not sure. I don't think the Regal Cinema is opened yet. It'll be a while before the Blue Loon is built. But we do have that other one downtown, the Fairbanks Millennial Cineplex, or whatever it's called. And uh, Cinemaplex, is that it? We've got their number and the recording. Looks like they got some good movies coming up uh, this summer at the Millennial Cinemaplex. Let's check it out. Thank you for calling the Fairbanks Millennial Cinemaplex where we play the best movies for millennials. In Theater One, right now you can see Harry Potter and the Goblet of White Claw. Theater Two, to Twitter shame a mockingbird. Theater Three, Clapback Mountain. Theater Four, the Bernie, where art thou? Cinemaplex Theater Number Five is showing Rebel Without a Job. 
The next one, paranormal inactivity. That one is in surround sound. Schindler's Netflix password. Marley and meme. Rebel without a job. Eat, pray, swipe right. The sisterhood of the traveling locally sourced organic cotton hoodie. Harry Potter and the crippling student loan debt. And finally, Jack Nicholson in The Whining. That's what's playing this week at the Fairbanks Millennial Cinemaplex. Come early for the range-free popcorn. That looks like another night of Netflix and chill for me. All right, once again, it's time for a little game we like to call Yes or BS. And we cannot do that without... The Honorable Mayor Jim Matherly, Mayor of the City of Fairbanks, uh, Alaska, the Golden Heart City. Mayor, how are you today? Well, I'm going to go for five for five. Last week, I did four out of five on the show Friends, as you recall. So, all right, don't I, brag, all right? It was about <laughs> Friends, okay? That's okay. not anything to brag about. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Bragging great about place. that. I'm doing fine. I'm doing no, fine, you man. brag when you say, I did, last, I did great uh, last week when it was all about calculus. When it was when it was all about the uh, rise and fall of the Eastern civilization and the Ming Dynasty, I nailed it. But no, good for you for knowing friends, Mayor that, Ross. I mean, come on, I know all about Ross Geller. That puts me in the same league as quantum physics. I mean, come on. Man. <laughs> all right, uh, here's the thing, though. Okay. Um, uh, June is National Fresh Fruit and Vegetables Month. Holy smokes, not another one of those months. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Specifically, um, uh, different produce. Uh, Specifically, what they're called in England. Oh, boy. Right. So you have to guess if these are actual British uh, British terms or not. The UK, all right, you ready? Here's number one. In the UK, they say aubergine instead of eggplant. Uh, That's true. I've heard that. Wow, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> well played. Well played. I've All right. So we got before. we got one in there. That's that's All good. Right. So we got we got one. All right. Okay. Here's the next one. All right. In England, cilantro is called spring onion. Spring onion. I'd say that's a no. Correct again. Oh, two out of two. All right, cool. Correct again. Okay. Okay, here we go. Next one. All right, got it. In England, arugula is called rocket. Arugula is called rocket. That just sounds nutty enough to be... Yes. Yes again! (laughs) Man, three for three. I'm digging this. I got to go to England. Oh, man. All right, I'm, I'm never going to hear. I'm never going to hear the end of this. In I the U- rocket. in the UK, beets are called brats, B R A T S, or brats, brats. Beets are called brats in England. <sighs> My goodness gracious! Um, I know. I know. In Germany, that would be a no. But in in England, I would say that's yes. No. Oh. No. All right. <laughs> no. No. You're, the way you say no cracks me up. Like, well, I, I, and I was hoping I'd get to say it, so I, hopefully I get one more. In England, here's your last one. Rutabaga right, is called Swede. Uh, just like you call a Swede. S-W-E-D-E. Rutabaga is called Swede. Hey, uh, you want some Swede? <laughs> hey, Gunter, you want some Swede? All right, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. 
It's purely, a, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. You're right. Oh, <laughs> In fact, the first recorded mention of it was 1620 after an, uh, a botanist saw some growing in Sweden. So people called it Swedish turnip, which eventually got shortened to Swede. And that's what they still call it today. There you go. Look at that. Four out of five. Uh, our mayor knowing a little something about uh, action across the pond when it comes to veggies. Good for you. <laughs> There's, there's more that came out of England than Elton John and the Beatles, I guess. All right. Next week, uh, different flowers of marijuana. Oh, boy. All uh, right. I, I just had to say done. something I knew you'd know nothing about. That's not really the topic. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, just oh, knew, I just knew you'd have no clue in any of that category. Uh, thanks for the vote of confidence. I Favorite local it. strains of weed with the mayor... <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, Always good to talk to you. I look forward to our Thursday night uh, uh, rock club chats as well with all the fellas. You take care and keep up the good fight, uh, Mayor. All right. Thank you, Glenn. Have a great day, man. From the farthest north rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. This would be a great portion of the program to give you one of our favorite segments, the Foodie Roundup. Here we go. Yeah! In case you missed it, all month long, Popeye's giving away free chicken tenders. IHOP is pulling syrup from their tables, making some other changes, which seems weird. Elsewhere, what are we looking at? Uh, The perfect dessert for ending your meal. What is the perfect dessert? Chocolate mousse, usually better when ordered from restaurants, they say. Chocolate mousse, that's the one to go for. Go for the chocolate mousse. Okay, I could see that. Who doesn't like chocolate mousse? Elsewhere, Domino shared a cool leftover pizza hack where you put a uh, glass of water in with your leftover pizza in the uh, microwave and it'll keep it from getting soggy. And of course, Kit Kat's got a new flavor, right? Uh, It's apple pie flavored white cream. Sounds good, right? The Kit Kat apple pie bar is going to be around just for a limited time. That sounds awesome. And Pringles is teaming up with Wendy's for the Baconator Chips. Ah, yes. Wendy's Baconator Chips. The goal is to get all the flavors of the Baconator Burger, half pound of beef, cheese, applewood smoked bacon, ketchup, mayo, everything in a single chip. Did they nail it? I don't know. You're going to have to try it out for yourself. Could be absolutely horrible. But it's the Baconator Chip from Pringles and Wendy's. And of course, everything is getting merged now. Pepsi is coming up with Pineapple Pepsi for summer. Don't quite get that. And Uber Eats. They're offering free delivery for all black-owned businesses to help them out. That's pretty cool. That's a nice gesture, right? I like that. By the way, one other little tidbit that came out. When you take your next trip, if you go to Arby's, if you're a big fan of Arby's, on a base, where I don't know where you go. We don't even have one here, Crapper Creek, so I wouldn't know. But take a look at the bottom of the paper bag with your food. You should see a note on the bottom saying Arby's 25-pound mod bag that's right some people on tiktok just discovered that an arby's bag is reinforced to hold up to 25 pounds they even put a 20 pound kettlebell in the bag and lifted it to prove it on tiktok it's hard to imagine you'd ever need that kind of strength in a bag at arby's maybe you couldn't fit 50 half pound roast beef sandwiches into the bag but hey, at least you know your piles of meat won't bust through the bottom and fall to the floor. 
Could I have 25 pounds of meat, please? Just put it in this bag. That's your foodie roundup, folks. <laughs> Love performing stand-up comedy, and I'd like to throw in some of my bits every once in a while for you. This one was from a couple years ago in the fall, and I was talking about hunting in Alaska. Enjoy. <laughs> It's hunting season. You know that? Because all the liquor stores have their big sale. <laughs> oh, sick. You're okay. Not the good time of the year to go like berry picking in your fur coat. <laughs> the cute little antler hat that your Uncle Roy got yet? Leave it at home. Oh, yeah. I also like it because it's hunting season, which is cool. I grew up hunting here and, uh, Kind of funny because where else but Fairbanks, Alaska in the fall, can you drive around with a bloody carcass wrapped in a blue tarp tied to the front of your Buick? Nobody asks questions. Nobody says the word, hey, Steve, hey! Heading out to the woods where nobody can see you far away? Yeah, no, good for you. Probably found a hunting spot. Go dump the body. Yeah, you gotta be careful, cause, and you gotta be careful out there. I grew up on, you know, and safety's a big concern, because every year we read, some boob shoots his hunting partner. Sad story. It's always the same story, usually, too. If you read it in the paper, well, we've been drinking. <laughs> and, and we got separated, is what we did. Some movement over yonder in the woods. I thought it was a bear, so I shot it. He was right. It's self defense. I thought that bear had a gun, is what I saw. And an orange vest. Thought it was the orange vested bear of the Northwest. That was right. But I get to keep the meat. <laughs> yeah, they have the, uh, you can tell it's hunt season in Alaska because the first thing to go, street signs, shut the hell, you can't read any of them. <laughs> really, officer, I thought it said 85. If you look back there, it says, it's like, it looks at, yeah, it does say 85. <laughs> and I got some hunters out there. Any of you guys go hunting this year? Couple good man, like the whole room stood up in North Pole. Hell, <laughs> yeah, we're hunting now. <laughs> Quit, roll, Summerdee, duck and cover, duck and cover. Oh, damn it! Oh, they've been into the woods. I know you hunters. This is what they always tell. Here's what they tell the wives: Honey, I have to go hunting to fill the freezer and save us money. <laughs> really? By the time you get the beer, and your license, and the food, oh, look, you, look, I'm blowing it, aren't I? I'm blowing it for you! She's like, clear that now! Uh, and more beer, and you need the gas for the boat and the four-wheelers, and some jerky and some beer and some new gear. Honey, that new tent, I need a new tent to get the food for the freezer, save my family! <laughs> Dude, you could take her out for filet mignon every night this year and still have money probably for the tent. 
his fist at me. <laughs> Duck and cover my ass. <laughs> I hate these assholes that come from out of state, though. Say, I hunt for sport, which is bullshit, right? Alaskans don't hunt for sport. We, well, sure, it's, it's sport, but it's not sport sport. It's not like they hunt for sport. We keep everything. We use as much as we can. That's the way it's supposed to be. But these guys hunt for sport sport. I, I ran into some of them at the airport once I went, sport, you mean like where two sides have an equal chance of winning? That kind of sport? I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Last time I checked, you got guns. You know, I'm a, I'm a Celtic fan. I, I think they could have won if they had goddamn guns. LeBron James going to the hole. Oh my God, he's going. Oh, jeez, they shot him right there. They're gutting him at midcourt. Oh, they got LeBron's head on a stick. Next thing you know, he go to the airport, big glass case. There's LeBron. <laughs> We're happy every week to talk to this man. Uh, legendary rock drummer extraordinaire, one of the top 10 drummers in the history of music, and he's with us every week. It's Carmine Apiece. Carmine, how are you? You moved in into Florida now. Yep, moved in. I love it here. So you're not in a retirement place yet, right? You're, uh, no, they, no, you're not no. like in the villages. They should make a rock version, you know, for all rockers and legendary performers where you guys could <laughs> all... Kind of hang out That's in your funny. golf carts and your robes. That would be kind of a nice revival thing, and the concerts would be fabulous. The problem is a lot of a lot of uh, rockers that are successful won't want to do that. No, of course not. In the of, house. of course not. But it would be awesome. Just the evening concerts on the porches would be fantastic. You know, it'd be like yeah. you hanging out there, and Brian May, and Jimmy Page, and uh, <laughs> just all these guys. It'd be so Steven Tyler. She would be there, of course, making apple pie for the guys. Uh, she... They're not gonna. The, the problem is they're not gonna come from uh, from England over here. You'll have the Americans, maybe. Those oh. guys are so English, you know. Look at Jeff Beck; he's seventy-five years old, and he lives on an eighty-acre estate. You know, he's had since nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, so he's so not he going. It, he's 20, not going anywhere. No, when he bought it, yeah. And Jimmy Page has castles. I mean. Brian May probably has castle. I know he has a house in L.A. too. You know, but castle. I mean, okay, all right. Yeah, so, I mean, all right. I, so, I mean, it's a know, bad idea. Then is what you're saying. It's a bad idea. It won't work. Yeah, but. I mean, those are for those are for the guys that have no money. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be the guys from Rat, but still, it'll it, be yeah, cool. There you go. Now we're talking about now you're talking. Yeah, right, exactly. That's who would all be living at the place. That'd be so awesome. And then, like I said, yeah. the live shows would be great. And that brings me to something I want to talk to you about. A list came out, Carmine, of the 50 best live albums of all time, according to some, I don't know, some rock site. Do you have, I was just yeah. thinking, do you want to throw a couple out? What do you think? Some of the best live albums of all time. Well, the, the, the Allman Brothers. Uh, that one is actually on there at Fillmore East uh, from 71. Cream, cream, cream. All right. Um, that's not in the top 10. Okay. Uh, well, let me see. I know Frank Zappa Live is not on there. Oh, yeah. See, it's not on there, and it should be. You know, the Zappa tends to get yeah. overlooked in a lot of things, which is sad. 
Uh, they've got yeah. the Grateful Dead's uh, oh, oh. Sunshine Daydream show from 72. Uh, the Who, Live at Leeds, is on there. Okay, I, I agree with that. Uh, Stop Making Sense by the Talking Heads. Uh, the Last Waltz. Yeah. With, the Last Waltz with wow. uh, Robbie and the band. Oh, boring. <laughs> I know. I never I never got into the band. I, I oh, tried. It's so boring. Yes, thank you. I never got into the band. I I never got it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get it. And the other one I never got who I appreciate is Bob Dylan. Grateful Dead. <laughs> well, the Grateful Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Grateful Dead. I, I as never well. got them either. I never I got them. I didn't either. God, see, I didn't I ne- I didn't want to say that cuz I didn't want to offend, but I'm right there with you. Um I never got the Deadhead movement. I never figured it out. But the number one number one live album on the list is the Bootleg Series number four with Dylan live at the Royal Albert Concert Hall. Oh my God! Another boring. Right. Uh, you know what's not well, on there? Cheap Trick live at Budokan or Frampton comes yeah. alive. Uh, Thank Lo- you. Love you live by the Stones was a great live album. Yeah. And they're not. It's not on there. This guy must be a, a laid back. Uh, it's called, I don't know, it's called uprocks.com, U-P-R-O-X-X, uprocks. It should be BS.com. Thank you. (laughs) See, that's why we go to Carmine Apiece to get the skinny on this kind of stuff. Before we go, what do you got in the pan? How many irons in the fire? What do you got going on? No, no, we're just mixing cactus and, uh, and, uh, we're trying to work on a a cactus movie. And I, I talked to the guy who wrote, uh, the good book. The good, the Green Book. It was a movie of the year. Right. He's a scriptwriter. He's a fan, and uh, you know, we were trying to do this whole thing about cactus and Rusty Day who got murdered, a singer. And so it'd be like a documentary, know. like a biopic kind of thing, or because uh, no, there, there's they some. Wanted, no, he wanted to make a movie of it. Wow. And then, but then the guy said, "Look, I, I think we should make a movie of your life and include cactus." In it, I said, "Oh, well, I didn't think about that." You know? Oh, a movie about you? God, you got stories galore! I can't wait. I probably won't show up till midway through the film, but whatever you want to put me in is fine. Yeah, there you, right. <laughs> yeah there you go. Right? Yeah, That's Carmine Peace. Connection. The Alaska Connection. Connection. Uh, I'll, I'll play so cameo. Really, I'll, I'll okay, play like a waiter or something in it. Hello, Mister. Yeah, check out check out our TV show tomorrow on Artists Artists on Lockdown. Artists right? on Lockdown. Okay. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, it's uh, me and my brother, and uh, the, the guy that runs the arcade, owns the Arcade Theater outside Chicago. Awesome. And he's hosting it, and we also have Eric Singer on with us from KISS. Oh, really? Nice. It's called Hanging and, Banging and Hanging with Carmine and Vinny Apiece. Of course it is. All right. Oh, and you went with a piece, huh? All right. How's Vinny feel about that? Well, it's well, it's apathy or however you want to say it. It'll be in writing. I, it's funny. I, I was listening to the BBA live record that were that's supposed to come out. After my drum solo, Jeff Beck says, "Carmine apathy on drums." <laughs> oh, oh, did you did you give him crap for that yet? Or uh... no, no. I mean, you know, that, go by either. You guys kind of go by either. There you go. That's Carmine Appice. Uh, <clears throat> A piece joining us here live yeah. this morning. Dude, we'll talk next week. Okay, Rose. Hope you enjoyed the program this week. Remember, all I ask is that you leave me a comment, share it with five friends. Check me out on YouTube, Glenner Anderson, for a little Glentertainment. And of course, I stream my weekday morning show Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. Alaska time live at xrock959.com. Until next week. Enjoy, be safe, and be kind. 
You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.